Okay, good evening. Uh, no, morning, everybody. Oh, my God, I have no concept of time here at all, as usual. Uh, today, we welcome an amazing Anne with us, who is going to explain a bit about her story. Um, her, she's got a beautiful book as well, and she's been doing this for a long time. So, Anne, over to you. Explain who you are, where you come from. <laughs> Actually, Thank that, you. That, that, that conversation could be a long time, couldn't it? Where did you come from? <laughs> well yes indeed it could go on forever um but I will say first and foremost you just mentioned about the concept of time and I love that you are where you are in the morning and I am here at eight o'clock at night on the other side of the world I'm in Australia of course but I do work with clients all around the world so mm. Just to introduce myself a little, I'm a mystic and I'm also the elite voice channel for all that is. And I give a voice to the power within, creating transformation through the vibrational frequency of the spoken and the written word. And really most of my focus is on guiding change makers to really become what I call unfuckwithable, untriggerable, so that nothing outside of them takes them off their path um, so that they can, you know, really ramp up their personal power and find and then do their purpose in the world, which is to first become and then lead the change that they want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. So and I'm also, as you mentioned, the author of the best-selling book, Mind Your Own Vibration, Be Unfuckwithable. And really just talks about how to first change yourself by doing your healing work and stepping into oneness and unconditional love and these sorts of airy fairy concepts, but actually embodying them, not just knowing about them, but embodying them so that you can kind of create change in the world first through yourself. Because mm -hmm. we talk, I talk a lot about oneness. And the only way to change the world is to change yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I'm all about. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And, like, how did you actually get into this? I mean, where did it all begin for you? Oh, gosh, it was about 15 years ago. So a couple of years before that, I had been, I was married. I was in an unhappy marriage. I had a small child and I also had a teenager who was about to finish school 17 years between the two of them mm. and as wow, I said I that's was a huge gap <laughs> it is a huge <laughs> gap there were a couple of miscarriages and things like that in between yeah. the two I finally got the two um and unfortunately I lost one of them earlier this year but that's another story oh, wow. um yeah yeah anyway um we can, I'm happy to talk about that, but I'll just quickly mention, talk about how, how this all happened for me. Sure. I've been in corporate. I've been working in financial in, my, in the mining industry mm. and I was unhappy in my marriage. I left all of that to have my child. I stayed at home with him uh, and I divorced and I just was still not happy. I just couldn't find happiness. So I decided you know what? In fact, I didn't decide. Someone said to me, you can actually choose to be happy. And I got really <laughs> angry. I really wanted to punch him in the face. Because <laughs> I mean, if I'd known that, why was I still not doing anything about it? If I knew that mm. I could be happy, how the hell do you find that? So I actually decided that I was going to find out how to be happy. And I wow. started reading 
books on happiness. I started going to things like the happiness conference that we have here in Australia with the Dalai Lama. I think it's all around the world, actually. Um, and I went to one where the Dalai Lama was one of the main speakers, uh, amongst many other people who talk about happiness. Um, and I read all the books I could find on happiness. And guess what they all told me? They all told me the same thing. The way to find <laughs> happiness was to meditate. Yeah. Right? Every single one of them, that was the one thing they all had in common. They shared heaps of different things, but every single one of them also talked about meditation. Mm. So I thought, well, I'm going to give that a go. <laughs> and I couldn't. It was horrendous for me to shut my mind off and do the, the meditation that the way that they suggested that I do it. But I did eventually find a way um, to do it, but my meditation didn't turn out the way that other people's meditation did because after a couple of months of doing the meditation the way that I'd figured out how to do it for myself, I started to hear a voice and it was like it was outside of me but it was also inside of me. Mm. And every single time I'd sit and start my meditation, I would hear the words, we are all that is, all that was and all that ever will be. Mm. I, I freaked out. I actually thought I was losing my mind. I mean, I didn't <laughs> anything about spirituality. The most I'd ever done with spirituality was I think once at the markets, the local markets, I had my palm read. Yes. Yeah. Gone, right? Wow. So I really thought I was losing my mind. Uh, so I then I came across someone who was a channel and I thought, okay, I'll have a look into this. So I started looking and became familiar with quite a few channels across the world um, and realised that that's what I was going to do. But over and above that, I started to realise that they wanted to use my voice to speak. Mm. You know, there was this sense that they were trying to come through all the time. Uh, eventually they did. I, I found a group of people who held space for me to allow that to happen because it was terrifying. <laughs> you know? Especially when you've not had a history of it or you've not been <laughs> and you've been so yeah. deep in your um unhappiness and probably trauma yeah. and you know, trying yeah. to search for something external to you as well. Like you went to all these groups, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, the turning point was I got to the point where I had no purpose. I had no sense of 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 purpose in life. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And I used to go to sleep at night asking, reaching, you know, say, essentially saying to God or to the universe or whatever, tell me what I'm here to do. Hmm. Just tell me what I'm here to do. And then that... <laughs> When, you know, that's when it started to ramp up a little bit and I started to realise that there was healing work for me to do and there was uh, and there was this voice channelling. So I, as I said, I found people to hold space for me mm. and I started to do it and then it started to come out and speak through me and taught me all of the things that are contained in this book mm. and then instructed me that I was to spend the next decade becoming the frequency of these teachings oh wow so that's what I've done as I've taught them to other people and used them in my work essentially becoming the frequency of them because what I know so 
stop me anytime you want to ask a question because I'll just keep going. Sure. No, go for it. <laughs> my, my purpose. So they showed me my purpose. And when I say they showed it to me, I mean that they took me on essentially a journey. You know, some people might refer to it as a shamanic journey. They took me on a journey into the future where I actually witnessed the world in peace. Yeah. Beautiful. And when I came back, I had these words in my head and they also felt like they'd been kind of stamped into my heart. Mm. And it, it was a statement that said world peace through inner peace one person at a time. Mm. And it starts with me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I had to embody it first because I had mm. to become a frequency of peace so that I could help one person at a time or a group of people at a time to find that inner peace to become untriggerable and fuckwithable and then and then um and then through doing that that's really the ripple effect right the mm. way we want peace in the world a peaceful world and this is what they showed me is that each person has to find that within themselves and then it creates that ripple effect and then there's no mm. need no need for the, the the kind of stuff that's happening in the world today yeah. So that's my mission and I'm so, ugh, there's nothing else in my world right now except <laughs> be peace, be peace, be peace, show other people peace, help other people find that inner peace. And um, and that's how we're going to change the world. Now, for me, mine is about the world peace. I work with so many people who have their own version of that but it's always, what I've noticed is it's always something that will contribute to people finding inner peace. Mm. It's to do with, you know, people having enough financial freedom. It's to do with people uh, helping helping homeless people and, you know, all of the things that are contributing now to people not having peace in their life. We have to, you know, we have to all come together and do whatever part of that that we're here to do mm. um, to create this world in peace. But you know, I live now with this sense and this knowing that it's inevitable that we're going to have peace in the world. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen in my lifetime, but it'll happen in a lifetime that I'm in some way part of mm -hmm. because we're all part of one, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm okay with that. I'm good with that, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but the thing is, I would say, like, you, you've already been the catalyst to begin this new world so I, I I refer to it as creating the pathways to the new earth where we're going to create um, a world based on the frequency of unconditional love and acceptance and you know the share of energy rather than very focused on the external so I love that your work is pretty much aligned to everything that we do um, I love that it's so important to meet people I think that have that alignment and know that you're a part of the big wheel. You're part of the 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 creation. You know. Yeah. Well, I um. You know, I I love that you say that because oftentimes in the spiritual circles in the spiritual area, you find people talking about you know those who are asleep and those who are awake. And but for mm. me, every single person that's on this planet right now is here with the purpose of creating change in the world. Mm. Even though they look like they're trying to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. 
So I try to live, I try to to think of to be in that space all the time as much as I can. So there's no no one who's doing something bad. They're just playing their purpose in the world. Mm. Right? I believe that as well. So like when I'm working with our clients and we talk about you know these people that have come in to trigger them and have been these kind of narcissistic energy vampire types that we label people with, which I'm not that keen on to be honest myself. But, you know, we give them a label in human terms because it allows people's minds to resonate, right? But um, I always say to them, look, this person has given you this beautiful opportunity to be triggered so fucking deeply to the depth (laughs) of your soul, right? Say thank you. Yeah, (laughs) be fucking grateful. (laughs) No, I so agree. And I talk about that in the book, that every single thing that triggers you is an actual gift, Mm. that you get to receive if you're willing to do that if you can yeah. step beyond what you think you know and into this place of who that's triggered something in me I need to go in mm. and find out what that is and do whatever I need to do with it so that it doesn't have to happen again mm. so I don't have to be triggered again so that's what I've spent the last decade doing for myself and helping other people do as well that's so beautiful because I think like like you triggers I always refer to them as just like warning lights on the car you know your oil light comes on your car your petrol light comes on you go and explore it and you get an expert to help you with it or you do the work yourself you know it's just that but there's so much shame I don't know if you uh, feel this and there's so much shame around the words like trigger ego I just see them all as tools as as things that you can use to work on yourself absolutely and I love that analogy that's very clever <laughs> never, <laughs> never like that but no I absolutely agree with you you know there are a lot of people who would who see it as someone else's problem or what it's always the other person and these sorts of things so I try to um, convince people all the time no 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 there ain't no one else this is you creating a gift for yourself a trigger for yourself because the you the true you just wants to expand into more Mm -hmm. and the way for you to do that is to trigger yourself by someone outside of you doing something or observing something out there going on out there in the world and um and having something be triggered within within you that's Mm. it's such a gift Mm. what would you say um was one of your biggest triggers that you had to work through and what were some of the things that helped you kind of navigate through that okay so my my thing Mm. as I discovered very early on once I started realizing that you know what there's this thing, there's this different part of me and there's I don't have to be who I've always been and if I don't like who I've always been, I've got to find out why. Mm. Um, I had a very big wounding around not being enough. Mm. And so common, right? Mm. So, so common. Oh, so, so common. Mm. And it is, can be triggered every every minute of every bloody day if you're unconscious. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter what it is or who's who it is or anything if you've got those sorts of woundings around your self-worth um, they're just triggered all the time and going into business for yourself even you know that sense of not enough it stops you from charging enough it stops you mm-hmm. from 
asking people to work with you, it just yeah. holds you so far back. Okay. So I, um, <laughs> I, I discovered a process whereby to, to retrain my brain away from it. Mm. Um, and and I used to set alarms on my mobile phone, on my cell phone, that went off every single hour. And I had a label that said, I am enough. Yeah. And I made myself say it. So every hour the alarm went off. I picked up my phone. I said, I am enough. Turn the alarm off. Yeah. And I was playing with it, you know, to see if it would work. And then one day I was in the shower, shampoo in my hair, washing my hair. I found myself in my head having an argument with my ex-husband. This was 10 years after I left him. Yeah. An argument in my head with him, trying to convince him that I was right about something that we probably argued about 10 years before. And then I thought to myself, I actually said out loud, why am I doing this? Mm. And I heard that voice in my head say, because you think you're not enough. Yeah, so you got to be right. I, yeah, <laughs> and then there was this switch. I felt the switch in my brain and I started hearing the voice of my brain, you know, that unconscious voice that you hear that tells you how crap you are at everything and tells you everything you've ever done. Run It it just runs around your brain the whole time. Mm. I heard it switch and I heard it start saying, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. And I realised yeah. that doing the alarms, I had actually changed that voice in my head. And the key for me was in saying it out loud in my own voice, I had been commanding my brain, stop saying that thing that you say and say this instead. Mm. And so that's the tool that that's one of the tools that I used for a long time um, to, to change those belief systems, you know, because mm -hmm. beliefs, honestly, we have been so trained to believe so many wrong things. Mm about ourselves about everyone else and about everything else mm. so I do a lot of, I did a lot of unlearning and I now teach I, I now help people to unlearn everything mm. that they've been taught to be true and actually step into the real truth of mm. it yeah you know which was oneness and yeah. unconditionality and that's what I always say to people. Like, I personally don't resonate with the terms like awakening and enlightenment because I think those labels have a, a, an, a, an association of needing to be true. And like you said, when you go into the, the depth of that, that could be from I am not enough. Like why do you need to get to the ending to prove that you've got a label? So I always say it's about going on a process of deep remembering and unlearning because we are absolutely infinite and in everything because the truth is you know it's just that our yeah. human brain and the other thing the brain just controls the body so much so we teach a lot of um, somatic processes you know how to use your own body and your heart and the sensations and if I could cut my head off and still live I think I probably would <laughs> Oh, yes, no, that's exactly right. I so agree with you. It's, um, you know, and with the work that I do with people's around people's emotional trauma, with their trauma, which then creates a feeling inside them, which then also creates a matching belief mm. or a meaning about the situation that they start to believe about themselves. And one of the things um, that I say is that, You've been living with these 
aspects of you or these parts of you that believe this or that feel this and have never expressed it for so long mm. and they've been controlling you without you knowing it. They're the things mm. that are attracting like magnets, the same sort of behaviour over and over again, like that Groundhog Day or like, you know, every time you get a new boyfriend, he's actually exactly the same as the last one. Yeah. <laughs> these sorts of things. That's what's attracting those. That's what's magnetising those. So for your mind, your your brain, your ego and your body, these it's safe because you're so used to it. Mm. So the minute that you try to get out of it, they really take a hold of you and try to stop you from changing. Mm. So you have to just keep moving through it. And moving is really key to it, action, taking action, mm. taking a step forward, body movement, all of these things, really key to it for sure. Mm. Oh, definitely. And, and one of the things that we teach is like almost not, not learning stuff. So I don't like teaching people or giving them loads of information. I just say, ask yourself what your next step is. And then take that one next step and just keep doing that. You'll 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 always find your next step if you do that. And I think a lot of people out in the spiritual community are still very much in the consuming mode. You know, I think because we've been programmed oh, from a young yes. age to go to school, to learn the times tables, to to read books. You know, everyone is consuming rather than thinking. Does that resonate with me? And I think that is a major issue. Do you agree with that? I absolutely do. And, you know, it's triggered a thought within me because I'm currently um, moving into a space of it's about the modalities and certificates that are mm. so there's so many and so many options and people who think they have to get a certificate before they can go <laughs> and do the work that is naturally wanting to come through them. Yes. So I have a think about that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and then so I'm going to actually start... Um, I next year I'm actually going to have some sort of community mm-hmm. where I can help people to step into their natural abilities mm-hmm. without the need of the certifications and things like that because I truly believe that our work, when it comes from just who we are and we allow it to th- flow through, mm-hmm. not being taught by someone else, I think we're beyond that now. Mm. I think the way of the future or the way of now, because I always think of the future and now as the same time, the same thing. Same. <laughs> I really believe that when we start doing our inner work, when we connect into who we really are, when we have experiences where we do see the future and things like that, and then we become present in the now moment mm. with our past and our future, we can bring all the gifts that we mm. are moving into into this moment right here, right now, but not in the way they've always been. Mm. And I think we're doing ourselves a disservice as a race of human beings who are evolving by constantly demanding of others that they take the course that's been done 10 years ago or mm. 20 years ago or Reiki, you know, in the 80s mm. that was so big here in Australia. Yeah. Um because I, I I really believe we've moved past so many of these things and it's now about becoming who you really are, which is at one with everything, mm. at one with all the knowledge in the universe. And that's why 
when all that is used to say to me, and they still do, we are all that is, all that was and all that ever will be, and Mm. so are you, what they mean is that everything that's ever existed in the past or in the future or even now is we can access it. Mm. So all these things we imagine about the future that we're going to create, we can access right now, including the gifts that we will have in the future, Mm. like light healing through our fingertips and all sorts of incredible things. I don't even know that I could imagine what they might be. But (laughs) it doesn't have to come with a certificate from someone who teaches you something that they brought through 10 years ago. Mm. What they brought through 10 years ago has evolved and yeah. are they evolving along with it, which is why I don't really hold on to, to too much. You know, <laughs> have, it, yeah. have an experience in the moment and then chew on the next moment I'm like, oh, what did I just do? You know, what <laughs> what, what came through? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, really, I really think that's an important conversation to start having. Um, mm. And, of course, there's backlash against that from so many in that community. Oh, uh, because, yeah. as you say, we get so... We step into a belief system. Mm. The only truth is what you believe, right? Mm. So we step into a belief system that, you know, we're spiritual or we're not spiritual or we've got the latest, uh, the best tool to use or whatever, and Mm. we just make that our comfort zone. So, therefore, we're not still evolving. And Mm. I think it's really important that spiritual community and people who are doing whatever work they're doing don't hold tight to it. You've mm. got to hold it loosely and let it become more because that's the whole point. Mm. Everything that is created wants to <clears throat> become more mm. and we have to allow that. That's the, That will create rapid shift in the world. Mm. It will. I had to download. Um, my team was saying five days ago, but I have no concept of time like you. <laughs> and um, they they shared the same message as you. You know, um, meditation and and hypnotherapy and Reiki are all things of the past, but they're outdated, and we're going to be creating our own modalities, but based on our own gifts, stepping into them, evolving into them. And also, yes. the other thing that came through was. Um, another layer of healing on top of that was through sharing stories so you know this is my story which is really quite powerful if you think about it because like you said people expect that they need to learn a certification or go on a course and they need to give it some time but actually everybody is a natural healer because everybody has a story of empowerment of something that they've gone through even if it was only yesterday that they went through it you know and that story is one of the things we've lost a handle on. You know, back in um, Aboriginal times, for example, everyone would just sit around, wouldn't they, sharing stories and healing yep. each other. And But we we don't do that now. Most people are fixated on a, a TV or the media. I, I don't tap into either. I don't even own a TV, <laughs> which people always find a bit weird. But, hey, oh, I am weird in a good way. <laughs> um, but it's really quite fascinating that you are receiving and have those really strong embedded um, same aligned beliefs. And I love that, that all the messages yeah. are really filtering through now. Yeah, yeah. And th- and that's what's important, right? Because, and, and this is also why it's so important that we start talking about these things because maybe you were sitting there, maybe I was sitting here going, you know, oh, other people don't really believe this. 
Mm. Uh, so maybe I shouldn't start talking about what if someone says, you know, trolls me or blah, 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 blah. But mm. by having these conversations, we let other people, we have to be be the first one to go, you know what, I'm the weirdest person in the room and this is what I believe. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing how many people say to me all the time, oh, my gosh, I believe that too, or, oh, that happened to me as well. And that's been going on for a very, very long time, but it's really speeding up probably since 2020, the COVID situation that happened. Yeah. Massive awakening around that time. Of course. Why else would it have happened, right? Yeah. It was it was the catalyst for the new earth yeah. to be created, and it's funny how so many people, even a lot of spiritual people that I've spoken to, actually see COVID as a very dark time. But I was just like, it 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 opened so many people's eyes to what was really going on, like the murky stuff as well that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And I'm like, I'll talk about everything. I'll stay in the light. <laughs> But I understand the fucking dark exists because I've had attachments that have been very, very serious. You know, I've lived yeah. through that. And that's why I'm here doing this work because of that. But a lot of spiritual people are still in the, the love and light. And, you know, you just got to focus on love and light. And I think we actually need it all, right? Well, well, that's exactly right. We have to have those who really hold to that love and light. And... I, I actually think that I'm very much love and light, but I'm also very grounded in it. Mm. And I think it's the groundedness that makes the difference. Mm. I think people who, uh, you know, those, the airy fairy type spiritual people, they're they're up in the air. They're not grounded <laughs> with it. When you're grounded with it, there's a depth of reality to it. At, at the mm. same time, you can still be that love and light, but it's grounded in reality. It's mm. not off with the fairies so to speak you know all those ways that people say mean things about new age people yeah <laughs> all although my words. fairy team yeah. is saying please don't use that phrase because we, oh, we, yes, we <laughs> I love the fairies oh, by the way yeah. no 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 of course yes <laughs> I, I see that absolutely <laughs> amazing yeah. I was going to tell you about, um, you know, you mentioned uh, attachments and things like that. Mm. Uh, And one of the stories that I love to tell is in actual fact about something my client believed that I didn't believe in. Mm. So a particular alien race that enslaves people, right? Mm. I had no belief in them. I did believe they exist. I'm still kind of in a place of I'd still, you know, whatever, That was her belief. But anyway, the point being that she came to me to do some healing work and I did a one of my transformational conversation sessions with her and as we were talking, I was bringing through, because I have the ability to bring through a lot of different um, energy Mm. streams, so to speak. So, you know, sometimes Jesus will show up Sometimes Archangel Michael, sometimes someone's grandmother who's mm. passed. Sometimes the, the, a person's group star family will come through, mm. all sorts of different things. So I'm used to that. But I was uh, in this session with this woman and all of a sudden I could feel and see through my third eye this being, this alien being here. Mm. 
And and she was telling me at the time about her experience as a small child being enslaved and the problem with her neck and these sorts of things that was involved with that. I swear to God, this being showed up right next to me, right? But, mm. but there was this real um, noticeable partition between us, mm. which was, like I understand now, that was because it wasn't my belief system, it was her belief system. Mm. And and it wasn't meant to be my belief system moving forward, but he, he had to be there to have the conversation with her through me mm. that he had about releasing her. And in that moment, you know, she she healed a lot of the, the situations that she'd been going through since she was little mm. and she'd been to so many healers for and, you know, they would all just tsk, oh, you know, that's just... And counsellors and normal normal kind of health mental health people would just mm. dismiss it. And of course I might have. In fact, I think I probably did have those moments of dismissing it until mm. he showed up. Yeah. <laughs> so that was something really weird and freaky that happened to me that I, I don't know why I just thought to share with you because, as I say, I'm all love and light and I tend towards more of the... Um, I don't experience uh, attachments and things like that. I don't see them. I don't experience things of those natures. But and also uh, love, you know, dead people. I don't know how to say it any other way. I don't. <laughs> I don't experience them in the way that many other people do. They often come through in channeling, but in a, it's a different experience for me than for someone who does mediumship and things like that. Mm. Um, so. So that's why I still think of myself as love and light but very grounded because I know that other people experience these things and I don't dismiss it simply because it's not my experience. Mm. So that was um, going like that because it feels it feels almost like it's happening right now. Just yeah, I, I, I know. I feel it there as well. I've got a, I've yeah. got a door as well that's uh, perfect so I'm like no I don't believe in that either and it's interesting isn't it because I think in my darkest days I was 100% certain that I could have these attachments you know but as I've moved through that and the experience of that and removing them I know now that they cannot attach with to me because I'm a sovereign being and that's the space exactly. that I want to move people through to. So, yes, I do know they exist because they exist in the belief and I've seen them. I've, I, um, When I had mine, for example, they want me to just share now. I They gave me this tool, uh, which we use now to this day at the Cosmic Surgery, called the Mirror Selfie, where if you turn your flash on your phone, you can actually see the attachments in the mirror, which is quite fascinating. Ooh, I'll send it you afters if you want to see it. But for me, you could clearly see this demonic head attached to my head in the mirror. And so uh -huh. I've seen them with my eyes. I've felt them, you know, I've experienced them. So I know that they exist. But now I have the belief, because I've worked through it, that they cannot attach to me unless I deal with them. And I don't. I choose not to. Because they yeah. know that I can unmake them. And I have that unwavering belief. I'm like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I love that. Creation. <laughs> I love that. And that's actually how I also kind of go through life. Yeah, those things might exist, but they don't exist for me. Mm. You know, because uh, I've done so much work raising my frequency. They only exist in lower frequencies. 
Mm. You know, and that's and that's why I do a lot of the work that I do in helping people to not in that surface level way of raising your frequency, raising your vibration, but actually really raising their energy and frequency field into those higher levels so that you become the living embodiment of the law of attraction. You don't have to actually go out and do law of attraction. You just are it. You don't have to do manifestation. You just are it. (laughs) And that's so beautiful you say that because I think, I don't know if you're in any of Facebook groups, but I tend to sometimes dip in to give advice and help and bits and bobs and sometimes I have to dip out because it's way too dense in those groups I mean oh my god so much pain right I'm like no I'm out guys um but um I'll dip in every now and again to share some stuff and the amount of people that say all you got to do is raise your frequency and it's true but a lot of people just aren't doing it so what would you say for you or what you recommend to your clients on some ways of doing so when I use the word embody I usually just mean become and do it take action and I don't know if you see it the same way but slight slightly different I think so for me the to raise your vibration to start to vibrate at a higher speed so to speak so you know you've got your low let's say you've got your low vibration and then you've got your higher vibration they can't they can't come together because the lower will always get smashed by the higher because that's really what it is is one going like this and one going slow so when they come together the slow one um i don't know why i wanted to tell you that but <laughs> it's the inner work that's key right mm. so we can do all the stuff like ignoring what's happening in the real world and instead play music and dance around the house as so much, you know, that's something that's that's often said to people. Oh, you know, if you want to raise your vibration, put music on and dance. Mm. Sure, that'll fix it for a few minutes. Mm. But the minute you turn the music off and stop dancing, you're going to go back to your, your normal place. So mm. it's about um, doing the inner work. It's mm. the inner work that raises your vibration. Mm. It really is at a permanent level releasing I, call, I actually call them the trauma twins. So you have a moment of trauma in your life from the day you're born. And in that moment of trauma, you you create two, you create a tear in your energy field first and foremost, and you create two what I call inner personalities. The first one is the the way it made you feel, and the second one is the belief, the thing that you made it mean about you, mm-hmm. which becomes the belief. So you you pull in all the energy of the, the unfelt feeling or the feeling that you will not express because you're in a moment of trauma. In the moment of trauma, you stop breathing properly and that energy just sits there in your energy field, in your emotional body. And then the belief, the thing you make it mean about you, becomes a belief that sits in your mental body. Mm-hmm. Those two, I call them the trauma twins, that's what's attracting everything that's coming into your life. It's They're basically saying, give me more of this. This is my comfort zone. Bring me more, bring me more, bring me more, as I mentioned before. So the way to raise your vibration is to release these energy aspects, which you might call shadow, right? So let's say they're a shadow. So they're like a grey energy. 
you're actually a being of light and so as you remove these gray energies these aspects or these uh, shadow aspects you leave that space to be taken over by the light that you really are so you mm. just become lighter and lighter and lighter and so that's what I mean by raising your vibration. Mm. You've got to do the inner work. You can mm. do all of those other things, uh, but really you're just avoiding, you're putting a Band-Aid on it mm. rather, than, rather than actually dealing with the trigger. That's why it's such a gift. Deal with the trigger. This is how we're all going to ascend mm. into the new earth, mm. however you believe that is or whatever, mm. to, to, to become a light-being self by releasing our shadow. Mm. I love the way that you refer to it as releasing because I also have like so many question marks when I see humans doing the what they call as the shadow work. And I so always say, well, if you know that energy flows where focus goes and you're spending all of your time on your shadow, then you are just perpetuating and giving that a reason to stay. Surely what would be the best if you dissolve that with energy. So when I talk about embodiment and I talk about raising frequency, which I don't do that much, to be honest, I'm raising the frequency bit. I talk about 80% energetic work and 20% taking action because you need both, right? You can't focus on on something that's shadow and expect your light to expand. I've never seen the logic there with what humans do here. (laughs) <laughs> I, so, I so agree with you and that's why the trigger thing is so important and I think that conversation is so important and I actually teach people to deal with their trigger in the moment mm. so to first and foremost obviously spend 10 minutes a day allowing triggers from the past to be present now so that you, they can release because that's what's going to happen with them there's nothing you need to do You just invite them in and allow your higher self or your true self to release them. See, all that is taught me very early on that, you know, the law of attraction, how they say when you ask it is given, I think that's an Abraham thing. Or, you know, you get what you ask for, all of these sorts of things. What all that is said to me right at the beginning was that the truth of the law of of attraction is that, You are the physical manifestation of the universe and every single time you ask for anything, every aspect of you that is out there in the universe, so in other words, everything that's out there in the universe rushes towards you with the answer or to provide you with what you've asked for, which means that when we sit sit and say, I want to release my shadow and I'm prepared to sit with it for five minutes, We, what naturally happens is it releases. Mm. Life is so much easier than we make it out to be, particularly oh. in the healing world. <laughs> I, say, I say that all the time. I'm like, guys, this is really fucking incredibly simple if you just allow it to be, and that's the key. Yeah. I think the other message that was coming strongly through and has been for almost the whole of my work here has been teaching humans how to surrender and just allow. (laughs) It's not an easy thing to do, though, is it? No. I mean, allowing is just, that was like when they first started wanting to use my voice, it was, I had to 
be willing to allow them to. Mm. And that was the hardest thing ever. Mm. Hardest thing ever. So to go. Okay. Oh, sorry, Anne. Um, That's a question right. just popped up. So when you're channeling, because when I'm channeling, I I channel like 95% of what I say because I'm I'm glad about that, right? Because as a human, I'm I'm a bit of a dork. So like I'm glad that they come through and they just channel information and power and knowledge and all the things through me. And then 5%, yes. they allow me like a little bit of wriggle room to show that I'm a human, my stories, you know? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so when you are channeling, do you, because I've seen people channel and they, they change their voice or they change how they look. Like how does it work for you when you channel? Well, you know, that is an absolutely beautiful question and you probably don't have any idea of how beautiful it is of a question and I'll tell you why. When this first started happening for me and I was in, you know, I was still in that place of all, I still had all my uh, shadow aspects, I had done no healing work, it just was something that started happening to me, so my vibration was quite low. And that's why I talk about frequency and vibration. I prefer to call it frequency. My mm. frequency field was quite low. And so when I first started doing this work, people used to say to me I sounded like an old Russian lady or an old Chinese man, <laughs> right? So there was an accent. Wow. My clients used to argue between themselves of what I sounded like and my clients, it was very clear to my clients on my face when they started coming through, right? Yeah. That is no longer what happens because I've done the work and this is why I had to spend the 10 years mm. focused on doing my own work for mm. myself to be of a higher frequency so I'm closer to their frequency now so there's no real separation. That they are there here in, a, in an instant. There's, they're never not here. It's mm. just become part of who I am. And yet my clients, those people who were with me 10, 15 years ago, they always know when it starts to happen. Even though I don't sound different, even though new people don't know that I'm channeling, mm. my clients from back then know because they can they can see see and feel the shift that I make. Oh wow. So. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And and how another question. Um, these questions are all coming from my team, by the way, as they always do. Um, how do you see these beings that you are? Well, I'll just call them beings for now. But do you see them as an extension of you, aspects of you, or do you see them as cosmic beings? Like how how do you see them? Well, and then that's changed over the years too, because that's got to do with your belief system, right? Mm. You show up the way that you believe they're going to show up, which is why this being showed up mm. when my client was there because that was a being that she believed in, which is why when I'm talking with someone who's very much in their Catholic faith, Jesus will often show up mm. and things like that because it's what they believe. And so initially right at the beginning it showed up as as um, as various things that I could name because I was looking outside to see what other people were doing because mm. I was trying to figure it out and people kept saying to me right at the beginning, yeah, but what's their name? And I'd say, well, they said where all that is, so I'm going to call them all that is. 
<laughs> yeah, but what's their name, right? Because they wanted an Abraham or they wanted a Seth or they mm. wanted a Chiron, Chiron, Chiron <laughs> or, or Bashar or, you know, there's so many of them. Um, and and because I was so unsure of myself and so in my not-enoughness, mm. I went through periods where I gave them a name and but all the time in my head it's always been all that is. It's also God because oftentimes it's God. I talk mm. to them and say God. Mm. <laughs> but that's because back then I didn't believe that anyone would be able to channel that kind of energy. And mm. and there were separate beings, but now there is no separate being. Mm. It literally is the field of oneness. Mm. Yeah. Uh, some people say it's like a Kashic field, which is the field of oneness, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. So yeah. just I have I have become one with it and the field of oneness has become one with me. We're the physical manifestation of source. And mm. so the more I lean into that, the more I release the parts of me that aren't that, the, mm. the, the more I just, it just is who I am. It's me. Mm. I'm about to start a podcast called All That Is Anne. Right? Oh, I love that name. It's just all that is. It's my name and it's that and it's whatever in the moment that needs to come through. And I have no doubt every time I have a conversation with someone, I know that whatever I'm saying is something that's going to serve them or whoever's mm. listening or whatever. So, you know, I will, will walk through life a lot lighter now than I ever did before. Mm. I love that. And I, I'm at the same stage as well. I still call them my team and I refer yeah. to mine as uh, Cosmic HQ because I just, <laughs> it just makes Let's me laugh. <laughs> but, yeah, most of the time I, I, I just see myself channeling as myself but join on all the different aspects of myself on power and knowledge and, and all yes. the things. And I think, like you say, the more that you can just accept that this is just my brilliance, and that's what we're doing, isn't it? We're just stepping into our authentic selves. Exactly, exactly. You know, about about seven years ago, I uh, I joined with a group of other people who were psychics and mediums and uh, all sorts of spiritual card tarot readers and things like that. And we used to have a TV um, TV, but it was it was online TV um, show every week. And oftentimes there'd be two or three of us sitting together. And quite often, uh, as I was channeling, the, the, the psychic or the medium sitting next to me afterwards would tell me how it showed up for them. And it was fascinating for me. One mm. of them said that it's like you're an island and the energies come in like they're a boat and they dock and spend some time with you and then they go and the next one comes in and talks, which oh, wow. was really fascinating to me. But because, you know, back then it was all about separation. There wasn't that sense of wholeness. But, again, as humanity is evolving, we are all evolving. People who start channelling now do it completely differently than we all did back then mm. because it's easier now because there's a bigger collective belief system about mm. these things. And it's always, and I keep coming back to it, the very first thing that, all that is ever said to me, everything is a belief. Mm. And if you believe it, it's true. Mm. Whether it's true for everyone is irrelevant. If you believe it, it's true. 
and you're created into reality. Yeah. So exactly. I, I just think because we now are aware of these things and we're now doing a lot more spiritual and personal development work and people are opening up to this and then we had the awakening in 2020, it's so much easier to start downloading our own innate abilities now mm. than it's ever been before. Mm. Yeah, and there's so many more places that you can talk about it as well, whereas it was very taboo. Um, what are your views on um, kind of like creating wealth and how that shows up in the world? Because I feel like there's still, personally, I feel like there's still a lot of trauma that goes on, especially in our industry as coaches. As, as I see a lot of young women in these kind of female uh, entrepreneur groups who are, who are constantly striving to get like million dollars in a month as income you know what aiming to be billionaires like that's the absolute goal and I just wanted to hear your opinion yeah. on that how you see that well I actually you know it's it's really interesting because I traveled that path as well obviously I I started my business and because of my own wounding I was striving to make money and I wasn't making money and then it becomes even more important to make money and and then and then you come across coaches who talk about having seven figures and these sorts of things and you see these are just new belief systems that we come into as we do our evolution as we evolve and then we can sit in that belief system for a, a long time which is what often is happening now mm. with this sort of thing because it's it the whole masculine feminine moving away from patriarchy and other femininity and all of these sorts of things it's just it's such a mess mm-hmm. you know um people really don't understand what what to be masculine means and what to be feminine means and how it's got nothing to do with the outside it's it's an inner thing and that it's about balancing the two, bringing the two into balance in your own world and then recreating that into the world. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just a bit messy, I mm-hmm. think, and I think that affects that sort of thing because when so many women are in their masculine but they don't recognise that because they've been told that that's being feminine. Mm-hmm. Know, feminine power and goddess and all of these sort of uh, words that we're using, but what we're actually doing is using those words to bring more women into what's already happening in the world with mm. men instead of to empower women mm. in a different way. Mm. I don't even know if I'm making sense here, but uh, this is something that I've been pondering for a good 12 years or so mm-hmm. when I since I've been in the business and you know since I started working with coaches a year into my business I started working with coaches you know and you got to make seven figures and you can make seven figures and hustle 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 and by the way don't channel as part of your business you can't do that who and then and they're now doing it themselves right mm-hmm. <laughs> But back then, coaches were saying that and, and that whole conversation about all of these sorts of things is just kind of messy at the moment and mm-hmm. I don't have real clarity. I know there's something about money that we haven't yet seen mm-hmm. and I'm 
trying to invite it in all the time because I know there's something really important about money that we haven't seen yet. I just don't know what it is mm-hmm. because I don't think that I don't think that we're in a place where we can receive it yet mm-hmm. into the world uh, because. I just don't think um, <laughs> the ego won't allow it yet mm. is what I'm hearing, the mm. collective ego of that masculine energy and that um, that feminine that's, let's call it murky feminine or dirty feminine, which mm. is really masculine masquerading as feminine. And I don't mean that in a trans way or anything like that. Please don't don't take me the wrong way there. What I mean is that inner energy of that, the, mm. the unhealed feminine who's pretending to be the masculine. Mm. And I think that's happening a lot, mm. particularly in the circles who think they're in feminine work and they're not. Yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> and I think the worst thing about those kind of groups is that they they all support each other in their trauma. So, you know, if you're a successful person uh, with money and you've got a successful business and you're busy all the time in your masculine, right, you will be celebrated. So I remember seeing a post of uh, a post of someone who was very successful with money, you know, but I don't know how she feels. I don't know what her reality is. She's probably lying to herself, all those kind of layers. Um, and she said, oh, I've just spent the day doing 14 back-to-back sales calls and there were so many women congratulating her on her success and I just that that to me is my idea of hell I could never imagine doing 14 back-to-back of anything unless it was maybe like I don't know sleeping or eating cakes or something that's actually (laughs) oh my kind of girl (laughs) (laughs) oh hearing me And that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That person has taken on the masculine role and is doing that from masculine but presenting as doing it from feminine because that's what's happening in in this feminine empowerment, female empowerment world at the moment. It's It's just a bit of a mess, I think. Yeah, it's really disjointed. And I think the pillar around wealth, I think has got to crumble significantly for them to bring in this idea. And what my team always show beyond the energetic side of money is that it's not even going to be like that we'll have a frequency, uh, a currency for the frequency. It will have, we'll have energy as a frequency, which is basically what we're used to when we first began as souls, right? We didn't have currency. We had energy, you know, I'm yeah. going to give you some of my energy and you're going to give me some of yours. And so, I find that really beautiful. And I think, you know, that's really part of this world in peace that I witnessed is Mm. that for each and every one of us to be in peace, we have to be willing to share what we have Mm. and to come together and work together and all of these things. So that actually fits right in, right, because Mm. we wouldn't need currency, we wouldn't need, uh, you know, I, I I, just don't even know what that's going to look like because money is such a big thing, such a big thing. And even, you know, spiritual teachers teaching people how to make money doesn't make sense to me. Mm. It really doesn't because 
well, it makes sense if we're spiritual and we're still really stuck in our humanness, mm. which is not a bad thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is that humanity is evolving away from Homo sapien into Homo luminous or whatever you want to call it. Essentially, for me, what that shows up as is a being of light in human form, being of service through their purpose. Mm. So where does money fit into that? Yeah. You know, exactly. it doesn't. And when you become that <laughs> and just be in service, everything that you require and desire comes to you in some way anyway. Mm. But it's that stopping doing the chasing it so that it can come to you, that's where the big problem is. There's, there's such a wide gap between the two things. And mm. you can't really do that unless you do get to a point where you've released that human ego, if you, if you, if you will, mm. enough that you hold no shame, you hold no blame, you hold no blah, 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 and that's done through the inner work, mm. right? Yeah. So it, it all comes back to I'm going to clean up the shit that's inside me and then I can become this embodiment of manifesting or the law of attraction or really my natural way of being. We really are like a houseplant. Mm. We are a piece of nature and we've got to start remembering that and allowing ourselves to come back to that because our nature is to receive everything that we require, mm. not, to, not to receive more than we, requ we require and then put it in the bank, mm. right? It's to mm. receive what we require and then from that resource give what we have to give. That's mm. how everything in nature works yeah. except us because of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like trees and how they share resources to weak trees, sick trees. And you, I, I agree, you only got to look at nature to have all your answers. Well, actually, you know, nature, animals, and little children. Um, you know, I've oh, got when, I, yeah, no, when I'm talking about nature, I'm actually talking about animals as well. Oh, and okay, you, yeah, right, because one animal dies for another to eat it, which then dies for another to eat it. Mm. This is the circle of life. Mm -hmm. And so if we remember that we're a piece of nature, we die and something eats us, mm. right? So there's no, you don't, you, we just don't get out of that. Mm -hmm. We just have to remember I am nature. I'm a physical manifestation of source energy and so is everything else that's ever existed. Mm -hmm. so but but it's our ego and our mind that separates us and makes us think that we are more than that and yet yeah. how could you be more than that right yeah and the other thing is my team just want to share is that um the reason the bigger reason that we do the inner work is not really to even experience or to um receive everything we want because all of those things are beautiful on our human journey but really it's because we're looking after Mother Gaia. So when we go back to the earth, we are being consumed by her. So the more that we can uh, do this healing and cleansing, we are literally physically as well as emotionally, energetically changing the world. Yes. Thank you. Dear. Yes. What a beautiful and profound insight that is. Mm. Because as you say that, I'm, I'm seeing the earth is consuming these hurt 
broken beings that we've become, it's no wonder that it wants to recreate as well, mm. you know. Oh, that's that's just beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, my team want me to ask a question about um, your pursuit of happiness and also touch on the inner work. So, you know, when you were looking for happiness, what did you find out about that yourself? And, um, you know, how did you find it for yourself? <laughs> well, so it was about 15 years ago. And coincidentally, for some reason, there was a bit of a resurgent in happiness stuff and positive psychology. That's when positive psychology started to be talked about in the mainstream, mm. actually. And so I went down that that route of, of looking at um, all the positive psychology. I read lots of books about positive psychology. A couple of years after that, all the books about retraining your brain started to come out. So I started, I read those as well. Um, and, you know, the only thing I really learned from all of that, every single one of the positive psychology and brain retraining ones also talked about meditation. Mm. So really, the 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 real thing that stuck with me from all of that, and I, and I probably did that for a year or more, was take the time to sit and get quiet and be present in the moment, mm. and that really is the key, mm. right? Just because you've got we've got to get used to being alone with our own self, mm. and be willing to look at the thoughts that come to us when we're alone with ourselves. Mm. and clean those up it's the same work right it's the same mm. thing when I I spend uh, I don't now but I used to spend um because I wanted to retroactively heal the trauma from my past mm. and when I talk about trauma I, I'm talking about very subjective trauma it can be something as little as I've had people I've been working with who they're one of their major trauma about not being worthy is because their mother said no to them when they asked for something. Mm. It can be as small as that, right? Mm. And it can also be I, I've had some childhood sexual abuse myself. It can be those larger things. Um, so for me, trauma is always subjective. And so when I first started doing this work, I would take time to sit every day to breathe deeply, to become really present with myself and to just invite up whatever wanted to come up in that moment, mm. either as a memory or a thought or a feeling, and to just be present with that mm. until it released because they only come up because they're ready to release. Mm. That's why someone shows up in front of you and says something to you that triggers you because the part of you that wants to release, the trigger that wants to release has invited that in. Mm. And so... Um, and so, yeah, just getting quiet and getting happy with being present with yourself and being willing to see whatever comes up and curious about it. Mm. Where's that from? What happened there? Why am I feeling that? But not to the point of like some of uh, the current teachings around it, not to the point of getting a journal out and writing about all the bad things that your mother ever said to you and all of these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. No, that's when we that's when we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. It's about simply noticing it and being willing to allow the part of you that can heal it because mm -hmm. it can 
to just release it, help you to release it. Mm. It really is as easy as breathing and breathing is very important to it because mm. when we have moments of trauma, we stop breathing properly. Nobody, no adult breathes like they did when they were a baby in the cot. Mm. We've seen, you know, people show the stomach moves up and down and they just are breathing beautifully. The minute you have a moment of trauma, again, subjective, you start, your breathing becomes more shallow. Mm. So we stop breathing properly for the rest of our lives. And yeah. so the important thing is to start, that's why breath work again is coming into the fore in the last year or two as well, because it's the breath that, that, uh, that, helps to release these things mm. the willingness yeah. to see them and then the, the breath to help release them I also love your um explanation about meditation because I think this is another area that a lot of people get wrong and make way more complicated you know and, and make it worse for themselves I am always telling people that you don't necessarily need to meditate in the way that someone's told you to meditate. You know, don't go onto YouTube and just find some random track of some so-called guru and, and sit with that because you do not know that that person is a clear channel. You know, it's almost like when you sleep with someone, right? You don't know whether they've got um, some kind of um, disease or something. You, you, you would protect yourself from that. So why would you just consume a meditation track of some person you don't know? And, I am not, I'm also not a follower of other people. So, you know, people like Abraham Hicks and Chiron, I just, I do not follow or do not consume for many, many reasons, but I just prefer just to be in my own little world. I call it my rainbow bubble. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's really important. And I think that's key as well. When I first started, because of my self-doubt and all of this sort of stuff, I mean, literally, psychics would come up to me at psychic fairs and things and say, oh, you've got to shut down your channel, blah, 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 whereas mm. my guy, all that is, had always said to me, no, you're protected. If you're open all the time, you're actually protected. It's the same yeah. with your heart. If you open your heart fully and completely, you will never be hurt again. Mm. And yet all of us are caging up our hearts because we've had some heartbreak or something, mm. you know. So it's counterintuitive. But um. Yeah, uh, because of my self-doubt and these sorts of things, I when I this initially started happening, I I went I did um I I did follow Abraham Hicks for a little while, but then I'd had enough of it. I'd gotten what I needed, which was confirmation that what what was happening to me was a real thing, mm. and uh, and some of the teachings, of course, I mean they're great teachings at the beginning of the journey, mm. and yet. I still see people that were in the, the same group with me. Uh, back then, Abraham, there wasn't the social media thing. There was forums and things, right, uh -huh. Yahoo forums and stuff like that. And so I joined one of those groups and I think I was, I didn't know, there was no one in there who was from Australia at the time. This was before they became, before they did The Secret and all of that. Um, but... I still see people now who are still in there, mm. still religiously following the teachings, which is not what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be like a honeybee, mm. hop over to this flower and get what you need from it and then move on to the next one. Yeah. But also I see the channels that I've been observing since those days 
not changing, not evolving, mm. and yet I know they've evolved, but they're not presenting in that way, mm. perhaps because of the money. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's very interesting to me as well because I know that they've evolved. I'm very aware of it because we're all one and I can channel most of those energies because mm. they're part of the one as well. Mm. And yet I see as I, you know, and I understand it from a business perspective that if you let, you know, if you, if you start channeling something and the information is so great and it brings in a lot of money, then you want to stay on that same theme. Mm. Perhaps in your private life there's a whole different thing going on because you're evolving. The whole point of being a human being is to evolve, Mm. not to stay in the same. So I understand exactly what you're saying, and I no longer, I mean, I don't even read people's books or anything anymore. Mm. I mean, I I started to, uh, once I finished writing this, because this actually information came to me when I first started doing this work, and it's taken me this long to actually (laughs) put it into a book because I knew back oh, yeah. then I was going to write a book, right, <laughs> that the teachings were going to be put in a book. But I had to do my 10 years to get my stories because it's through story, as you said, mm. that we really impact other people and empower them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so <laughs> so oh, that's wow. why it took so long to do it. But um well worth it and un- unfortunate circumstances that that brought it about this year so hmm. do you want to speak about that or oh well, well I'm happy to because it's been a great lesson for me so hmm. way through last year my mother um had lung cancer and she had a brain tumor and a couple of things and she had an operation and so I moved into her home to care for her and um and so in December last year she passed and my son my adult son so my first child he has been had been living with um liver uh, bowel cancer mm. for three years and he passed exactly a month after oh wow uh, so it was a horrendous time for me, as you can imagine. The woman who was my mother and then the child that made me a mother yeah, within a month of each other. And um, within a month of that, this book came through. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he showed up and encouraged me to write a particular chapter in the book. Oh, wow. I, the, a very personal one about our karmic tie. Mm. So, so, and that was really the catalyst for this book finally being able to come through me because until then I had tried over and over. I paid a fortune to book coaches Mm. to never end up with a book because it just would not come through in the way that it was meant to. Mm. But what happened was I joined this book writing container. It was a compulsion. I felt compelled and it was ridiculous because I was arguing. I can't. I'm grieving. Mm. You know, and I have been so badly judged by my family for the fact that it happened. Um, And so I didn't want to do it, but Mm. I couldn't do it. And it just poured out of me in in literally a matter of weeks and published within months. So (laughs) when when the time's right, right? Mm. You you can't stop it. (laughs) 
And that's why I always say to people that there is no way in the world that you will ever miss out on, on what's meant for you. Like they will close everything down around you if something's not right or it just won't happen if it's not meant to. And I guess for yeah, you, yeah. like w- almost like you had to go through a really big case of sacrifice, right, in yeah, order yeah. to get this message out to the world. And I think a lot of us have had to do that in so many different yeah, ways. And yeah, that absolutely. is almost sometimes people's blocker. I'm not ready to do that or accept that. And 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 again, such a beautiful yet poignant yet heartbreaking case for you of surrender, right? Yeah, and also because you know my mission: world peace through inner peace. Mm. The ability that I now have to maintain my sense of inner peace. Mm. Throughout this experience, it's I've 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 been able to to actually witness within myself that ability mm. to go. You know what? I am the embodiment of what I've written in this book. Yeah, and I wrote the book as the embodiment of it without truly, truly, truly until just recently, kind of going, oh my god, yeah. I've had to go I had to go through this in order to become the embodiment of these teachings so that I can now truly stand in front of you and say I am the embodiment of these teachings in my presence you will come into this energy yeah well the universe doesn't want actors he wants real life people not actors <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I was and my brother came to visit me yesterday and we were discussing things and you know there's a situation happening in my life at the moment with my son's children and their mother. And I was uh, whinging about that as you do, saying, "Oh, it's not fair. Why is that happening to me?" Because <laughs> I'm a human being. And he said, "It's almost like you're having to prove that what you wrote about in that book." And I was like, "Oh, of course, thank you so much, and, and yeah. all the all the fear around it, all the angst around it, just lifted. Mm. Of course, there's mm. nothing going wrong here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one of my greatest sayings is, "I am perfect, and it is perfect. Everything is working out perfectly. You know, even when it doesn't look or feel like it, it, yeah. it just is. If you can Absolutely. just accept your reality as it is." then everything will just be easy. Well, that's <laughs> in, exactly right. And, comments, and, you know? Yeah, and and so, you know, obviously we're, we're I'm, I was about to say we're tuned into the same thing, but, I mean, that's absolutely the truth because it's the field of oneness, right? So we're just picking up some of the same stuff. And um, one of the most important teachings in this book is where all that is told me initially and, and tells everyone you were born perfect and you haven't changed yet. Mm. And you just, you're a physical manifestation of the universe and the universe never gets it wrong. So that, mm. that means you can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So much truth. So much truth. Amazing. So I, I'm very conscious of time and I feel like we could probably speak for a whole week and not get bored. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you've got. <laughs> I'm sure you've got things to do in your 3D reality that um take time off and things like that. So um, where can people find you if they really want to, you know, get to know? Obviously, we'll share links and 
we'll share your book link or whatever we need to do but where where can people find you, you if they want to so obviously there's my website which is annalexon.com <laughs> nice and easy um but I like to hang around on Facebook, either on my profile or my page. You can always find me on Facebook somewhere. And, again, it's just my name. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, then, uh, we're going to say goodbye to Anne. I'm going to start recording in a moment, Anne, and then we'll just have a quick chat afterwards. So thank you to everyone listening today. And, Anne, if it's okay with you, we'll probably put this on Facebook as well at some point as our video because – I think people sometimes like to see videos as well as audio, so yeah. we can talk about that. So thank you so much. It's been amazing to have you and a pleasure to get to know you and meet you again in this life. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll chat in a moment. I'm I'll just thrilled. start recording. I'm thrilled to have this conversation with you. It's been great. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm going to start recording now. Over and out. <laughs>